join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the presence of the blessed Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for salvation in Jesus Christ. We thank you for your great grace, mercy, love, kindness, and goodness to us. Whatever our condition, however we're living, we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your compassion. Lord, so we come to this place today bringing many distractions and troubles, worries and frustrations, as well as joys and happiness. Our emotions and our minds are set in all kinds of ways and all kinds of places. <clears throat> but we come here today seeking to honor and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. So we gather here to say, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, so that we might have life. Now we pray, Lord, that you would help us with our minds for just a little while. <clears throat> Forgive us of our sins and the distractions and the worries and things that weigh us down, the cares and worries of this world that seem to choke out the Word of God. May we bring our minds, may we bring our thoughts captive now to the obedience of Christ. May we obey you and what we hear today. May we be doers of the Word, not hearers only. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place as we think about your glorious, amazing, great, magnificent presence today. I pray for all who are here today that they might hear the Word of God and that Jesus would be glorified in all that we do. Receive our praise from our lips. It is our sacrifice of praise to you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bible, please find your place in Psalm 139. Psalm 139. We continue to consider together how great is our God. We are considering the perfection of God. Boys and girls, I'm glad you're in here with us and your moms and dads are bringing you. Now you get your Bible out if you brought it and find your place. In the middle of your Bible, you'll find the book of Psalms. And then you'll find Psalm 139, Psalm 139. So <clears throat> let's all find our place there. In just a moment, we'll read the Word of God together. These days, we consider the perfections of our God in an imperfect world. Today, we continue to set our minds on things above, to the glory of our God and all that He is in all of His ways, in all of His character, in all of His nature. That is what it is that leads us to glorify and worship God. I can only worship and glorify God as I know who He is and what He's done. So that's the reason why in these days we're spending these very important times considering the greatness of God. So that you might change your mind and focus on the Lord and what He is doing and who He is and how He works rather than ourselves as primary. He is first. We are last, and that's what we must do. So today we will consider in Psalm 139, this very famous psalm, the fact that God is present at all times, always, at all times, in every place. And so we want to celebrate that together and understand the Word of God. <clears throat> so if you'll stand with me now, and we'll read together Psalm 139. Our focus today will be verses 7 through 12, but I'm going to read beginning in verse number 1. 
This is for the choir director Psalm of David. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. <clears throat> you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. Verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, you may be seated. So our focal truth today is this, that God is always present in all places at the same time. Boys and girls, this is an important first lesson for you all to learn. You see, God is always present Day and night, noon, all day long, every day that He gives us, God is always present. And He is always present all the time, in all places, at the same time. God is always present in all places at the same time. This truth about God's presence is very important to all of us who seek to live for God. It is at the heart of an understanding of a relationship with God. It is at the heart of understanding what it means to walk with God. So today I will try to press home for all of us for just a little while this great truth that God is always present in all places at the same time. I'm repeating myself. God is always present in all places at the same time. So I wonder today, let me ask you a few questions as we begin. Do you believe that God is always present in all places at the same time? Do you, if you believe it, do you live like that? Do you live with an understanding that God is always present in all places at the same time? The boys and girls know today that when your mom and dad are present or your grandparents are present, you always try to be good. You always try to do the right thing. But oh, what do you do when you go in your room and shut the door? Are you good when you go to your room and your mom and dad or your grandparents aren't there? What do you do? You see, sometimes we think we can hide away and do things that aren't what they ought to be. 
The presence of God reminds us that God is never absent. The presence of God reminds us that God never forsakes. The presence of God reminds us of His constancy in a world of inconsistency and, and people who are not dependable. You see, God is present at all times. Are you aware today that God is present in this place as we have sought to glorify God and worship Him? Do you recognize the presence of God at your work? Do you recognize the presence of God in your home? Do you recognize the presence of God in all of your relationships? Do you recognize that God is present always with all of us at the same time and in every place? That is the greatness of our God. And that is what we think about today. Did you know that God was present in that secret place when you were doing those secret sins this week? You know that place where you were by yourself and you were doing things you should not have been doing. You know their sin. God was present in that place. Did you know that God was present when you were whispering something bad about your friend and saying awful things about someone else to maybe only a few people? Did you know God was present in that secret place when you had those secret thoughts? about things that you should not have been thinking about, those lustful thoughts, those thoughts of pride and arrogance, those questions and doubts and worries. Did you know God was present and He understands? You see, the presence of God leads to the knowledge of God, which we'll talk about next week. But He is present in all places. Oh, He's in every secret place, every public place, where the light shines, where there's darkness, through all the seasons of life, He is there and present. Did you know that God was present in the secret place where you prayed today? You draw near to God, He is there. You draw near to Him. You see, God by His Spirit is present all places at all times. So when we pray, we are meeting with God in His presence. He sees what we do. He hears our prayers in secret, and He sees those secret things we do to honor God. We don't do them for other people, but God is present when we do our good works for other people, and we don't look for applause and praise from anybody else. Did you understand that God was present in the early days of your life before you knew Jesus Christ? God was present in your life when you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is present in your life while you've gone through all the ups and downs of walking with God. And did you know that the Lord is with us and He is present even at our death when we go to be in unseparated presence from the Lord? You see, what happens to us when we come to understand and live in the presence of God is this. We learn to live by faith. Because we trust the unseen God who is present. That's what we do. We learn to trust God, though we do not see Him, as Peter said. We love Him. And though we do not see Him, we believe in Him. You see, this is what anchors your faith and mine. This is what gives me courage to live in this world. This is what gives me power and strength to overcome difficulties in my life. It is because God is present all the time, in all places, in all of our lives at the same time. How great is our God? How great is our God. 
So from this place today, we will look at several observations and we'll work right through verses 7 through 12. I'm saying these things for you because I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to know that God is present at all times, in all places, at the same time. He is present with you as He's present with me. He is not present with some and not present with others. He is present in the He is present before the wicked sinner and He is present before the godly, the godly man who is saved by grace. First of all, we'll talk for a moment about God is always present in all places. I want to press these truths home to you. I believe these are days in which we need to be reminded of the absolute permanent presence of God because many of you have experienced forsakenness. Many of you have experienced absence of others, you've experienced loss of the presence of people you love, and you don't know what to do about it. Well, this is how we come back and run to the presence of God. He is always present in all places. No one can ever escape the permanent presence of God. Whether you're young or old in this room today, whether you're a famous person or whether you're unknown, whether you're rich or poor, Whatever your condition, whether you're strong or weak, sickly or healthy, no one can escape the permanent presence of God. God is always present in all places at the same time. And there is great assurance that comes from the permanent presence of the Lord. We learn from this psalm, however, there is also great fear that comes to those who do not know Jesus Christ. When they recognize the presence of God, seeing their sinfulness and their unwillingness to repent. But in this psalm, it is great assurance of the permanent presence of God we'll talk about. And finally, God is always present in all conditions of life. I'm spending my time here because I believe it is important for every one of us today to recognize that wherever you go, God goes with you. Let's get to it. Number one, we answer these two questions in verse 7. Do you see the two questions in verse 7? They're questions that are already answered. But they're placed here so that we might consider the importance of this truth that God is present at the same time, always in every place. Number one, where can I go from your spirit? Boys and girls, you cannot see God with your eyes. But those who believe by faith must believe that He is, that He exists. You see, the Spirit of God, though you do not see Him, the Lord Jesus said, those who worship God is spirit. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So the Holy, the Holy Spirit of God is present in the world all around us. The Spirit of God is around us. We cannot go. We like to go, don't we? We go all kinds of places. Man goes from place to place. Many of you have taken your time. Oh, some have said, just to get to the beach without a hurricane. Well, good luck with that in between the hurricanes this year. Oh, that I could go to the mountains and get away from the crowds. Oh, that I might go wherever you want to pick. We love to go. We love it. What is frustrating is when we cannot go. Some of you listening to me today, you're not with us. We love you in Jesus. We miss you not being here with us. We understand why you're not here with us. But you're frustrated because you cannot go. Where can I go from your spirit? Answer, nowhere. You see, God's spirit is present in all places. And the Lord holds all things 
together by His power in all places at the same time. Some of us think God perhaps is more in America than He is in China, but that's not true. Some of us would think that God is present more among God's people in a church house than down at some bar, but it's not true. God is present everywhere at the same time. Always present at the same time before everybody. Saved and sinner alike. So we see here that this answer to where can I go is there is nowhere you can go. Because you see God's Spirit was present there before you even got there. And when you leave that place, His Spirit, His presence is still there. Secondly, no one can ever escape the permanent presence of God. Where can I flee from your presence? Boys and girls, sometimes your mom and dad will say to you, now I don't want you to do such and such, and they give you some, they give you some instructions about what you're not supposed to do. Maybe it's you're not supposed to play those video games on your phone or on someone's device after certain hours it's time to go to bed. But what do you sneak and do in your room, in your bed? Do you shut the door and do you sneak? Do you then try to run away from your parents because you don't want to be disciplined? Well, you know adults run away from God. Jonah, a preacher. God told him to do something and he ran away. Jonah 1.3, Jonah rose up to flee Tarshish from the presence of God. This preacher knew better. He knew that God was everywhere, but he ran away. There's something we need to remember today about those who do not know God, who are lost without God. I'll only read it to you for the sake of time. If you want to turn there quickly, you can in Psalm 10. Psalm, Psalm 10 describes the wicked who do not believe there is a God. If you don't believe there's a God, obviously God isn't present. But in Psalm 10, there are, there are three things that wicked people think about who do not believe in God. Verse 4, the wicked in the haughtiness of his countenance does not seek God. All his thoughts are, there is no God. So the majority of people on the planet today have not considered or believed there is even a God. They have pushed down that thought that there is a God. They have pressed down in their mind. They've tried to convince themselves there is no God. Well, if there's no God, there's no accountability. We read on in verse 6. He says to himself, I will not be moved. Throughout all generations, I will not experience adversity. Generation comes, generation goes of those who are lost without Jesus Christ, who live in their wickedness and sin, and they really believe that nothing bad will ever happen in their life. Many of them don't ever give thought to the fact that one day they will die. They say, there is no God. I'll never be moved. Verse 11, they say, God forgets. If there is a God, He can't remember everything. He forgets. And He's hidden His face from us, and He'll never see it. You see, those who do not know God don't believe God is present everywhere at the same time doing what He does. But the fact of the matter is you cannot run from God's presence. You cannot get away from Him. Some of you today are running from God. The Holy Spirit of God is trailing you. The Holy Spirit of God is seeking to get a hold of you. 
And to turn you back to the ways you used to live. Some of us in this room used to walk with God and we had a tender heart and a joy. But now we've become complacent and hard-hearted and cynical and judgmental. And we live in wickedness and God sees it. You cannot run from the Lord. You cannot flee from Him in your desperate condition. The Word of God tells us, Proverbs 15.3, The eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good. God sees it all because He's present in all places. God hears it all because He's present in all places. There's not anything in your praying that you can inform God about that He doesn't already know is going on. He sees and He hears and He acts in every place according to His will and purpose. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23, 24, Can a man hide himself in hiding places so that I do not see him? Declares the Lord, do I not fill the heavens and the earth? You see, God is everywhere at the same time. And He is in all places at the same time. And we cannot hide from Him. Oh, my friend, please don't run from the Lord. You can't get away. You can't just change your address. You can't just move to another place in the country. You can't just change your name. You can't go through. You can't trick God. He knows where you are. He sees your condition. The Lord is right where you say some of you, where is God? He is here. He is here. He is with you. That leads me to this third principle. God is always present in all places at the same time. Look at verses 8 and 9 of this wonderful psalm. This great truth. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me. You see, this is the promise. God is there. He is there. He is there with you in your pain and your suffering. He is there for you, my friends listening, who think you're all by yourself. He is there when it's the deathbed. He is there on the sickbed. He is there when you have the best news you've ever heard. He is there in the turmoil of our world. He is there. He is there. Even you are there. Even in the place I would never expect God to be, He is there. He is there for the wicked sinner to call out to God, just like we were who are saved one time when we repented of our sins and believed our walk with God. He was there to hear your prayer of repentance and to restore you and reconcile you to God. You see, God is there. He is present in all places. When you stand by yourself, when you sit by yourself thinking, what will I do? No one is here to help me. He is there with you. You must understand that and live by that great and glorious truth. What did the Lord do when He was among His disciples? They were trying to learn and understand what it was going to be like when He was raised from the dead. He was absent from them, but yet He was present. He would appear. And what did He say? Peace be with you. That's what the presence of God is. It is a peace that passes understanding because regardless of what you are facing, He is there. When you get in your car today and you go to face that circumstance that you've got to deal with or that person or that trouble, He is there. 
I say to our seniors all the time, many who have lost, lost their dearest, dearest husband or wife in these days, many who live all by themselves all day long, I say, you know, you are perhaps the most blessed of all because you get to experience the presence of God in a greater way without distraction than some of our people do here today. Some have said, well, you know, the presence of God isn't like the presence of a real person. Oh, I beg to differ with you, my friend. If you truly come to understand that He is there, He fills you with joy, He gives you rest and peace that not even any other human being who is present with you can give you. God is always present in all places. No one can ever escape from the permanent presence of God. God is always present in all places at the same time. You see, even those who have turned their back on God and they don't walk with God anymore, look, God's going to track you down. He knows where you're going. He knows where you're running from. He knows you don't pray anymore. He knows you don't read the Word of God. He knows you don't care about anybody but yourself, but He still cares about you, even in your, con your condition. But great assurance comes from the presence of the Lord. There's nothing sweeter than to see a little child recognizing, though they don't recognize a lot, a little infant, the presence of their mother and how they lay so sweetly on their mother's chest. What a sweet thing. Do you rest in the Lord? Do you understand the joy of being? With the Lord. Well, in verse 10, we read, Even there your hand will lead me. And your right hand will lay hold of me. Paul the Apostle did all of that work. And at the end of his ministry, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he's about, he's about to face Caesar. We don't hear any. We don't even. We're talking about Paul. Caesar's in the dust of history. And Paul stands before Caesar. And because he will not say Caesar is Lord. He suffers martyrdom. But before his death he writes to Timothy and says. This is 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17. At my first defense, no one supported me. All deserted me. You ever been deserted by people? You ever been forsaken by people? You ever been abandoned by people? You ever sought to do your work for the Lord and you look around and you thought, well, I thought everybody was coming with me and you're all by yourself. Here's Paul. It looks like his ministry is an utter failure. He didn't have a crowd standing with him. He didn't have anybody. Some of you feel like that today. You feel all alone. Listen. 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17. At my first offense, no one supported me. All deserted me. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. I ask you, do you know what that's like? To have the strengthening presence and the sustaining presence of God with you in your worst times? Well, you can. You can. Zephaniah 3.17 says the Lord God is in your midst. I say to you today, church, 
the good news is this, that the Lord Jesus said, I will never forsake you. Is that good news to anybody in this building today? That means He'll never forsake you when you've had your worst day. That means He'll never forsake you in the midst of your troubles and trials. That means He'll never forsake you when you're a small child. He won't forsake you as a teenager. He won't forsake you in young adulthood. He won't forsake you in middle age and in old age. He won't forsake you in death. He will not forsake you. What is it that, what is it that encouraged Paul and strengthened him? In a point, in a time where everybody deserted him. It was the presence of God. God is always present in all the conditions of life. Verse 12. Even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day. Are you afraid of the dark? Now don't say it out loud. A lot of boys and girls here today are trying to learn how to sleep in, in the dark. And learn that the darkness isn't a... If, it's in a dangerous place, but don't worry, boys and girls, there are a lot of adults. They still leave the light on, too. <laughs> Darkness. The world is a dark place, isn't it? Oh, the darkness around us today. I don't know. Perhaps it's because of all the things we're going through that it seems to be magnified or amplified. But the world, listen, I promise you, the world's always been a dark place. Always a dark place. Today the darkness isn't any darker than the days before. But you see, even, even the darkness is not dark to you. Listen, there is nothing, there is nothing that will ever impede or hinder the presence of God. No darkness, no troubles... No geography, no place on the remotest mountaintop or the most remote place on an island. You know, John the Apostle saw the greatest glory of God when he was alone on the Isle of Patmos in the book of Revelation. In that place, even in the darkness, it is not dark to you and the night is bright as day. Darkness and light alike are alike to you. You see, that's the God. That's the God who is always present in all places at the same time. Boys and girls, God is present with you when you're afraid. God is present with you when sometimes you hear things at your house that you don't understand. God is present with you, adults, when you hear the news and get the news about something bad that's come in your life or something good. You see... We read today, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? Nowhere. Because God is present at the same time in all places, always. So what are some things we learn from these words? Let me quickly say some things to you. Did you know there are many people who pretend to believe God is present? They'd hear this today and say, boy, that's right. God is present everywhere. But when they leave here, they act like God is nowhere. They act, well, how do they... They do it by their behavior. Yes, God is present everywhere. They go out the door and they start slandering their neighbor. <laughs> yes, God is everywhere. They go out and steal and lie. Yes, God is everywhere. They go out and commit adultery. Yes, God is everywhere. They choose to live their own way of life and reject the Word of God. This is just something you do because it's a southern thing. We come up here and show up at the church house. 
No, you see, you truly believe God is present and it changes the way you live. If you don't really believe God is present, then I guess you'll have to determine that in the future when the Lord calls you to account for all the things you've done. By the way, there's a book of remembrance. All these things written down. We give an account for the things we've done. How would that be? Because God is present and He knows what you are doing and saying and where you are going. The God who is present is the God who sees. There's, there's much we could have said today, and I did not have the time, to talk about the God who sees. But may I read to you from the book of Hebrews, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4.13, no creature, that includes all of us, that includes every person on the planet, no creature is hidden from the Lord's sight. But all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. I've asked you this question before. When you kneel to pray and the eyes of the Lord look into your soul and into your mind, what does God see in you? He sees you. He sees you for who you really are. He sees you beyond your hypocrisy. He sees you beyond your self-righteousness. He sees you if there's humility in your heart. And a brokenness coming before God. What does He see in you today? This is a matter of great importance to your spiritual life. What did God see when He saw you this morning as you got out of bed? The Lord Jesus is present in all places, always with His people. He said to His men, He said to His few men, I am with you always to the end of the age. And all of them but John died a martyr's death when Peter was being hung upside down at his request by the Roman soldiers and crucified upside down. The Lord was with him. Oh, I'm glad God's with me when it's good. And He's, he's, he's with you when it's bad. He's with you. Perhaps one of the most encouraging things you could say to a brother or sister in Christ when they're in the midst of their trouble is this. He is with you. He is with you. He will never leave you. His presence is comforting presence. I'll never desert you nor forsake you. Is that good news to anybody here who's ever been deserted or forsaken? I will never desert you or forsake you. His presence is continuing presence. The Lord said He will give you a, another helper that He may be with you forever, the Holy Spirit of God, whom He gives to all who believe. His presence is joyous presence. Psalm 1611, in your presence is fullness of joy. Are you just sad when you're all alone? Or are you glad because you're pre the Lord is present with you? We must learn to live in the presence of God who is permanently with us. And here's the best news of all. God's not only present with His people. Here's the astounding truth. He is in His people. Christ in you. Did you know wherever you go, not only is God in that place, but He's in you, Christian? Then be careful where you go. Be careful where you take the Lord Jesus. Be careful what you do and what you say. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, what do we do as we finish today? Don't, don't run from God's presence. Run to Him. You will find great relief 
I know we want to talk to one another, and we should. And we must encourage one another in these days at the church. We try to do it. Sometimes we fail, but we try to do it. Don't run from God. Run to Him. If you have to face a time of being by yourself and standing alone, fine. The Lord's standing right with you. You are not by yourself. The Lord is with you. He knows how you feel. He knows what you're going through. And He will stand with you. And you will find a strange strength that comes from God that no other friend can ever give you when you recognize the abiding presence of God. Live your life in the reality that God is always present. By the way, He's going to be present when you leave this building and you get in your car. He's going to be present riding in the car with you. What's said, where you go, the things you do this afternoon. He's going to be present when you go to work tomorrow, to school, or whatever your circumstances and schedule might be. God is present with us. Live in the reality of God's presence at all times, at all places. Believe this about your friends, that even though you can't be with them always or your family, the Lord is with them. And you can pray for them, that the presence of God would richly encourage them and strengthen them because of your absence. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord will come to you. The Lord said it this way, uh, If you believe in me, my Father and I will come and make our abode in you. We'll come to be inside of you. It's a profound truth that God is in us when we've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, rejoice, 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 rejoice in the assuring presence of the Lord. But for those who are here and do not know God, I would not be fair if I did not say, God sees what you're doing. And you will give an account for what you have done in the face of God. You will give an account for the sin you do to the face and presence of God. So that's where we find ourselves. I believe that the most holy and necessary practice in spiritual living is the constant practice of living by faith in the presence of God. That He is with us. He is with us and in us. And there is nothing that we face we cannot overcome because of the glorious, permanent presence of God. Can anybody say amen?